Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of For Fantasy Purposes Only, where I, the Oracle, do my best to turn you lily-livered, spotted lizards from the the devastating losers. I apologize, you're not losers, but you are lily-livered, level back spotted lizards so therefore you need to not be that and to be champions and therefore i am here to lead you into the right direction to the throne of stardom which is the championship of fantasy football ladies and gentlemen we are here i just want to first shout out to all the listeners out there of course you know I really appreciate you. None of this is possible without you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, I've I been saying this a lot. Just because we living in the woodlands don't mean we living out here in the woodlands, bro. We still got to get this money, and we still got to take care of these kids, man. You know what I'm saying? So for you, those of you out there who listen and give reviews and give input, output, and have so many compliments and nice things to say about the podcast. I really appreciate you. Uh, we're only just going to keep growing. We're only going to get so much better week by week. Therefore, I expect the same out of you. Your play this year in fantasy football needs to not be... Oh, man. Okay, y'all. So, I started a new job like a month ago, two months ago, right? And I've been having, like, almost unlimited supply of Topo Chico's lately. So, therefore, you know, we in the hot booth. You know, I couldn't come into the hot booth without a cold drink. So, we got us a Topo Chico on tap right now. Well, it ain't on tap, but, you know, it's at our disposal. And it has a small hint of lime. Natural lime flavor. What does that even mean? What's natural lime flavor? Wouldn't it just be lime juice? I don't know. I don't even know how that works. But enough of the malarkey, Carson. Come on, man. Come on, man. Enough with the malarkey. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we are here, and you already know what we're talking about today. We are talking about those league winners, those league changers, those what separates a decent team to an elite team, the tight end, which is the bread and the butter and the meat and the sides and the dinner. Okay, really, it's more like the meat and potato. Like, it's only a small position, but it's worth so much more. Because out here in this life of wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends, there are only so many few. And the gap is so big from the other few. Like, you got your top tier people here at the top who will probably get you to about 14 points consistently. But then after that, you got some drop-off here. You know, you got... Is Delaney... To me... Oh, man. He missed that year last year for ACL tear. Delaney Walker, to me... uh, 
Is he still a tight end one? He was when he left the game. To me, Delaney Walker was a top-tier tight end. Coming back from that injury, I just don't know. I try to forecast and predict and evaluate as much as I can, and it's just some things you just don't know. I kind of, man, I kind of honestly, of course, I disagree with Matthew Berry. Going off the ESPN list here, ladies and gentlemen, for tight ends, top 30 tight ends, for 2019 season, this is barring no injuries, and we are in our current state of fantasy football, which is we don't know if Tyreek Hill is going to be suspended yet. We don't know if Gronk's going to come back to the Patriots. You know, I don't think so. I mean, he lost freaking, I think they said 15 pounds since the Super Bowl, so that doesn't look like a good sign. It just sounds like you're losing some muscle there from your retirement. What was he, only eight eight years in the league and he retired? So even if Gronk comes back, just isn't really looking good. And did Tom Brady, I, don't, I think they're going to dink and dunk a lot more. So, But number one, these three, I'm going to say the top three here are going to be first tier. You got Travis Kelsey, you got Zach Ertz, and you got George Kittle. Zach Ertz, to me, I knew George Kittle would be good. I knew he would be good. I knew he was good. Oh, shit, I had the opportunity to draft him in all my leagues last year and get him off a of waiver wire, but I was trying to stick with who I had. I had O.J. Mario or Howard, and he was putting up some points for me and Eric Ebron, and they were doing such a good job. But I could have had an even better year if I'd have picked up George Kill. But it's okay, it's okay. To me, they have Travis Kelsey. I can't even say it's splitting hairs. To me... Was Zach Ertz breaking the records for receptions last year? That automatically puts him number one, bro. Come on, man. Number one in receptions, all-time single-season receptions by a tight end last year. I don't think the yards or the touchdowns for sure. He wasn't crushing it on the TEs, but he was crushing it on the receptions. And that there, okay. Oh, it says he was second in reception. Oh, that was second in receptions in the whole league. Oh, which is even better. So you telling me he caught the most receptions last year at a tight end? Hold on, let's just see. I can't. I'm trying to. Let me see if I can get the stats correct to Mundo here. I feel like I need to get this correct and understand what it's telling me here. Because. Okay, why don't we just open up a new tab, man? Ah, see? This is what happens. All right, you got most. Receptions. 
2019 or 18, excuse me. That'll work. That'll do, donkey. That'll do. Yeah, he was number two. We got Mike Thomas at 141. Zach Ertz comes in second with receptions. This is just receptions. At 126. And then this is. It's not like a big drop-off, but it's a... Oh, you got Juju Smith-Huster with 100. Okay, Travis Kelsey had 113. That's actually really good. But the drop-off for receptions and tied in, George Kittle was number 20th at 88. But I really think he could keep inclining, honestly. Like, I do not think he'll take a step back. But as you can see here, you have two tight ends. That's why this is your this is your league winners right here, man. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You listen to me, man. Just listen to what I'm telling you. You got <laughs> total receptions here. Michael Thomas leads away at 141. That's actually a really good number. That's actually a really good number. That's that's more than 25. Zach's Ertz is number two in receptions. Not yards, receptions. So he's at 126. And then, okay, let's do another calculations of the points here. We're going to see what Zach Ertz had point-wise. I don't know. I think Michael Thomas deserves to be number one wide receiver. All right, let's look at Travis Kelsey. We're talking last year. So we got 10 touchdowns. That is good for 60 points. We got 103 receptions, which is, of course, good for 163 points. Is that the, what? what's the average stats? Is that is that average per game? What, they play 16 games a year? Okay, and then we got uh, 1,336 reception yards. So, that would be... 133, uh-oh, no, 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 no,
And then we gonna do divided by 16. Okay, so he averaged 18 points, 18.5 points in fantasy last year. He averaged 18.5. And I don't think he missed any games last year, which is even greater. Alrighty. So now we're going to go to Zach Ertz here. And we're going to do some adding, subtracting, and division. Because if you didn't already like your fantasy football advance, and Okay, we got Zach. I'm not even going to do George Kittle because he is like 40 receptions below. Both of these, okay, maybe like 25. Definitely 50 for Zach Ertz, but like 25 for... Alrighty, so we got 6 times 8, which is what, 42? Okay, he's a fly on y'all boys. Alrighty, so 48 for touchdown. Okay. For receptions, we got 116. And then the yards, we got 116. Okay, yeah, that might be a deal breaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even though he had the receptions, he did not have the yards. So he had 17.5. So Zach Ertz really, I mean, uh. <sighs> See, this is why you do this. This is why you figure this out now. Because you need to get a, a, a accurate estimate on who you need to pick up and will have the best chances of winning your league. So we just found something there. But are they both TE1s? Yes, without question. I think we only have three TE1s this year. We got Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and George Kittle. I honestly think Eric Ebron can make it to that elite status as well on the Colts. Oh. He was baller, man. I think Delaney Walker really could have. I think really he could have receptions and yards, honestly. Just for me right now in this certain situation of not knowing if Tyreek Hill is going to be suspended for any amount of games. I just worry about people in these double teams, man, because you just don't know. You just don't know. Like, you, like Tyreek Hill is so much of a threat that Kareem Hunt is so much of a threat. Sammy Watkins is so much of a threat that we have to play single coverage, but if we don't have the threat of Hakeem Hunt or Tyreek Hill, we can focus more of our defense towards stopping Travis Kelsey. Is he still going to get probably about 10 to 12 targets? I see about 10, 12, maybe 14 targets. And Pat Mahomes can't throw the deep ball. And Travis Kelsey does get the yards after catches. I bet you that number is probably pretty high. Zach Ertz is definitely that security blanket, though. You need the first down. 
You need a touchdown. He's getting all the looks there, which I think I I definitely know he's a TE one. George Kittle is definitely a TE one. Had three changes of quarterback last year, and he balled out all season long. So that's a positive sign. So for those reasons. To me, it's just a big question mark with Travis Kelsey. It's just a big question mark there. I just don't know. I just don't know, you guys. So that gives him a slight, or that gives Zach Ertz the slight edge to me. Even if they keep, even if they lose everything intact, like he's gonna get the looks. He's gonna get the receptions. He's probably talking it over with the head coach now and getting more receptions and more opportunities. Travis Kelsey, just don't know. George Kittle, three different quarterbacks last year. Still out here doing your thing. I like him in the number in the two tier. I mean in one tier. And then we have the number two tier here. To me, anyway. I really, honestly, I would put Eric Ebron number four over Evan Ingram. Hunter Henry, we ain't, if you don't know me, you should already know Hunter Henry. That's my guy. That's my guy. No questions asked. The ACL tear was just so bad last year. He missed the whole season. He missed the whole season from... Getting hurt in OTAs last year. Oh, man, that was so hurtful for the league. The kid was coming up, don't you know? Don't you know, don't you know, don't you know? But for me, I'm not even liking Eric Ingram in this bottom group, honestly. Or, well, this this tier two. Because to me, even O.J. Mayo, Mayo, I used to like him in the NBA. Now he's not anymore. I guess that's why I think about him all the time. But you got O.J. Howard here, who, is he a a T.E. 1 with the lead T.E. upside? Yes, sir. You better believe it. But will his running mate, Cameron Bright, take some of those looks, if not all of those looks? And we have Cameron Bright down here listed at number 28. Really, honestly, if your draft, really, I'm going to tell you right now, this is my plan right here and right now. This is my plan going into the season. And see, they even got Trey Burton down here at number 19. That can't be accurate. That, that, to me, is not accurate. Because you got both... You got both Indianapolis Colts tied ends going within the first, first 15. They're the top 15. But you don't think Jordan Howard or Trey Burton is going to have a better season than David Njoku, who is number 12? Am I missing something here? Am I missing something here? And then they also got TJ Hawkinson all the way at number 24th. 
but he was the number one tight end taken in the draft this year. Like, I'm just confused by this. Like, I don't agree with this at all. Oh, man. See? See? <sighs> they got Greg. Oh, well, I guess they're thinking about injury, which is a real concern with that foot, man. He's been re-injuring that, I think it's his left foot. He re-injured it like three times now, which is not a good look. But I guess I'm going to try to salvage this list as much as I can. So, as far as the ESPN list, we got Travis Kelsey, number one, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry at five, OJ Howard at six, Eric Ebron seven, Jared Cook at eight, Vince McDonald at 9, and Austin Hooper at 10. Okay, I guess technically it's splitting hairs with Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz, so that could go either way. But for me, I'm going for Zach Ertz, number 1. Travis Kelsey, number 2. George Kittle, number 3. Yes. Eric Ebron, 4. No. Number 4, I would have Eric Ebron, number 4 there. Number 5. Hunter Henry, uh, not quite. I honestly think they have Vince McDonald pretty high as well. I mean, he had that one monster play last year where he, like, big-faced that dude to the ground and had, like, a 65-yard touchdown or something. But I'm just not liking this, man. I really honestly, like Jordan Reed, right? Like, you really got Austin Hooper over Jordan Reed. You got David Njoku over Dor- Jordan Reed. I don't like that. Trey Burton, even. Come on, man. You got Jack Doyle over Trey Burton. I think it probably is even with him, Kyle Rudolph, and Greg Oden. And then look, I just okay. This is even more confusing. Okay, they got Jared. Jared Cooks with no now. Okay, I got you. I got you. But I don't think that helps him. I think that actually hurts him now. Now, if he was still on the Oakland Raiders, that'd be great. But I think that actually hurts his value, Jared Cook. Is he a tall, big, solid tight end with great hands? Can catch it like a receiver, big like a tight end, and can maul over people and catch high balls? Yeah, buddy. But honestly, with Michael Thomas, it's all, bro, I'm telling you, it's all Michael Thomas and it's all Alvin Kamara there. So him being here over... Delaney Walker definitely will come back and assert himself as the number one receiver on the tight on the tight ends. On the Tennessee Titans. Like that that is that to me is the obvious of this right here. You got Jared Cook on a new team, new system, and lately their tight ends have not been flourishing. Will he get some looks? Yeah, he'll get some looks. 
Will he get as many as he did last year because he was the number one receiver on the team? I don't think so. So I think this is very wrong here. Him being number number eight, I don't see him having more value to Vance McDonald, Austin Hooper, Delaney Walker, David Ajoku. No, I don't think David Ajoku either. But I see him having more value than Jack Doyle for sure. Like, you got Indianapolis top, you got both their tight ends in the top 13. You got one number six, which I I can't, or seven, number seven, which I can't totally disagree with. But then you got the second tight end there at number 13. That I disagree with. Because he's not getting more. Jack Doyle right now. With Eric Ebron there, is not getting more opportunity than Kyle Rant, Rudolph, Greg Olson, maybe this Darren Warren kid, Waller, excuse me, Darren Waller. I never heard of him before. Is he a rookie? Let's find out. No, he is not a rookie. He was drafted back in 2015. Oh, he's been in Baltimore. Huh. That's weird. That's very weird. That they would have this guy. I'm not going to say he's done nothing in the league, but his value in fantasy has not striking anybody's attention. He goes to the Oakland Raiders with Antonio Brown. What is going on here? Like, I really I, I really want to send a letter to Matthew Berry here. Like, I almost have to. I got to hit him up on Twitter or something. I got to tell him and let him know, hey, guy, your list here on ESPN is malarkey. In fact, I think I might do that. I think I might do that. Like, this is no common sense to me. Like, this is no, this is not common sense. Like, you, why, why are we making this harder than what it needs to be? Why do we make this harder than what it needs to be? You got Darren Waller for the Oakland Raiders. They're saying Darren Waller at number 16 is going to have a better year than Jordan Reed at 17. Trey Burton at 19. Mark Andrews, it might be debatable. I don't think so. Honestly, to me, the way I I feel, I feel Mark Andrews is going to be the highest value. I think him and TJ Hawkinson, which I I can't understand that either. He has TJ all the way at 24. Nah, you know what? Nah, yeah, you right. Chris Chris Hurd on, he's going to be a baller. For the Jets, he's going to be real good. He's going to be really good. Oh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one there. I can't even lie. There's some good choices here. There's some really good choices. Jimmy Graham in Green Bay. Man, I don't know. He has yet to impress me at all on Green Bay. So, I'm liking Noah Faint, too. 
or France, Noah France. I'm liking him as well. I re- I'm really liking TJ Hawkinson as the rookie. I actually, I actually have TJ here. David Ajoku, maybe, maybe. So if I was composing this list here, <laughs> Jordan Howard, Hunter Henry, I would have to have Hunter Henry behind Eric Ebron, but not necessarily behind OJ Howard. So Eric Ebron would be five, Hunter Henry would be my six, Eric OJ Howard would be my seven. Jared Cook would not be my eight. My eight would probably be Delaney Walker, for sure. My eight would be Delaney Walker. Nine would be Jordan Reed on the ESPN uh, site. He is number 17. Trey Burton. Mark Andrews. Yeah, I really do see Mark Andrews having a better year than Jack Doyle. David Njoku. Maybe he's in the same company as Kyle Rudolph, Greg Olson. But this Darren War- Waller kid, he is definitely... I don't think Darren Waller at being the number one tight end will have a better year than Dallas Gabbert, number two. <laughs> you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dallas Gabbert was balling last year, bro. And then I definitely want to have him more than this Chris Herndon kid. Because he was freaking balling on the Jets last year. Oh, was he. I would have Chris Herndon over Kyle Rudolph, though. Maybe Greg Olsen as well at this point in the stage. Just because, to me... Oh, man... Uh, what's his name? He could throw the long ball. He could definitely throw the long ball. And he's got a competent running back. I think that works all I think that works out well for Chris Herden. It's really kind of jumbled up here though, really, honestly. I can't lie. But one thing is for sure. No matter what you do, you should come out of this with at least one decent. If you're in a 12-man league, you should come up with at least one decent tight end for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Because after, after about the third... So where does that put Evan Ingram? I forgot all about Evan Ingram. <sighs> Evan Ingram to me is not going to have a better year than Hunter Henry, OJ Merriam, Eric Ebron, maybe Jared Cook, maybe maybe Austin Hooper. He's definitely not going to have a better year than Delaney Walker to me. Or Zach Rudolph, or Greg Olson, or Jordan Reed. <laughs> I just don't agree with this, man. I think I need to like just 
make a list, take a picture of it, have it compared to Matthew Barry's list, post it on Twitter, tag him in it, and hopefully, if I am not the only one, hopefully we can see the error of his ways. Maybe he can see the error of his own ways. Because this is just not good. This is not good at all. This is not good. Austin Hooper, to me, I would put him way down here, bro. He is not. Austin Hooper is not having a better year than Trey Burton or Jordan Reed. I'm sorry. This Darren Waller kid, probably yes. Greg Olson, probably maybe, only because of injury. Kyle Rudolph, I don't think so. Austin Hooper is definitely Jack Doyle for sure. Over Jack Doyle. David the Joke. Uh that's kind of debatable there. Delaney Walker, no. I don't even agree with that. I don't even see how they have Jerry. Oh my goodness. But Jimmy Graham, uh. Uh, Jimmy Graham has not been relevant on the freaking Green Bay Packers. That's why I'm just might be sleeping on him, but I just what I gotta. I'm on. I'm honestly liking Noah Frant too. T.J. Hawkinson. I'm thinking that's a very good for Matthew Staddy who wants to throw the ball. You just gonna have to take a chance. Like if you if you've if you do not get Zach Ertz or Travis Kelsey in the first three rounds or George Kittle first three rounds, five rounds, then you might as well just hold your breath for another tight end, bro. Because there's some good ones down here at the bottom here. And then, of course, you know, the value will change and then people's opinions will change and then they'll get them, you know, people, oh, I wanted to get this person in this situation, but I end up getting this person in this situation. So a lot of these are probably going to be left at the, on the board towards the end of the draft. Honestly, I hope you are smart enough to know that, okay, maybe you want to start the season off with two tight ends. Maybe, but at some point, you're going to have to go down to a one tight end system where you have no tight end on the bench unless you have, like, one injured. Like, if you have O.J. Mayo and Cameron Brett is on waivers, and OJ How, excuse me, OJ Howard goes out. Like you pick up Cameron Bray and you hold on to Joy, you know OJ Howard. Like you do that. But you know, if you have Travis Kelsey, who you know is a leave in tight end, you know, I wouldn't suggest drafting another tight end at all, really. Like maybe if you were to no, I said, if you get one of those three, like, you shouldn't have another tight end. Like, if you draft two tight ends, you have lost a pick on somebody. Those are little things you need to pay attention to and has detail and has value. So, Pacheco ain't too bad, though, let me tell you. But... I just want to Trey Burton. Oh, no. See, I, I'm mad at this because 
It has Zach Ertz at two and Dallas Galbert at 20. But then it has Eric Ebron at seven and Jack Doyle at 13. Come on, man. This is not even... Just do the eye test, man. Why do people make things harder than what they need to be? Like, why? Cameron Brett. Crawl. Tyler Eifert, to me, is undraftable. I said it last year. The injuries are just... What he could give you and what he has given you just doesn't weigh the same, for sure. What he has given you, I mean, it's not his fault. Nobody asked to be injured, but he's been injured for the past few years, and he just hasn't. Can he be a top tight end, top five? Yes, for sure. He was, though, last year. It was him and Jordan Reed, right? Like, before Jordan Reed was unhealthy for a while. Maybe about three or four years ago. But the injuries are just... I'm surprised they haven't moved on from him yet. I totally thought they would have moved on from him from by now, honestly. But they're probably like, man, the dude is just too good. We just got to just find a way to keep him on the field. <laughs> Trey Burton, to me, is a baller. He gets a lot of looks in the red zone. And he gets a lot of, like, screens. They even allow him to do a you know a trick play where he passes it to the quarterback in the end zone, so that might factor in as well. Dallas Gabbard is just a baller, honestly. Like he really should have went to Dallas. Like Dallas should have really drafted him last year. That would have been a match made in heaven. That would have been too good to be true. Like, they're, they're practically begging Dallas to draft him, and Dallas did not draft him. It's weird, actually, because that probably would have solved a ton of their problems on the receiving end last year. Dallas Gabbard. Born. Parents love Dallas, the Cowboy team, so much. They love them. They love the team so much. That they named their child after the team. Child grows up. Child goes to the NFL. Child, or well, Dallas has the opportunity to draft him in the first round. And Dallas did not draft him in the first round. But instead, goes like the next round, early in the next round, to the Philadelphia Eagles, which is not only like we're brokenhearted for our son because we have named him Dallas Gabbert. And if you don't believe in the football gods, if you just believe in one God, God has blessed this child with the ability to be pretty decent in this football that we love so much in which we love one certain team, which is called Dallas, which we love him so much that we're going to name our child this. And he's sitting on the pinnacle of having all his dreams come true by Dallas. His match made in heaven, and Dallas doesn't draft him. 
but instead he goes to Philadelphia, and it looks like, to me, they definitely should have drafted him. That was a weird story time, I know, but it's just, <laughs> this is somebody's life, man. Come on, man. It's for fantasy purposes only, but we deal with real-life situations. We try to estimate and guesstimate and forecast the future, but these things have already happened. So that, to me, is just, dang, that's really heartbreaking. Honestly. And then TJ Hawkinson, I think... Eric Ebron, after leaving the team, they see what he can do. I see what he can do. I didn't know he was this explosive. My goodness, he is just bigger and stronger and just more willing, better nose for the ball than I ever saw in freaking Detroit. But come on, man, you think David Dallas Gabbard is gonna have a better is not gonna have a better year than Jack Doyle. You think Jack Doyle being the number two is gonna have a better year than Kyle Rudolph, who was the number one, Greg Olden, who was the number one, this Darren Waller dude's question mark, Jordan Reed, we don't even have to question what he could do because we know what he could do in healthy. Mark Ed Maybe maybe you could do it over Mark Andrews, but to me, I think Mark Andrews might be a top tight end this year. But definitely not more than Trey Burton, who is the number one Dallas Gabbard question mark. If you want to put him over Dallas, you can't put him over Dallas to me. Chris Herndon, maybe. Ooh, it's a good selection. And then you got your boy right here. We all know about the boy Mike Lashinsky right here. We all know about him because if you were listening to the podcast last year, you would have probably drafted him and figured out that his value was no good after week three, which I had to do. But it's okay. I had to stream tight ends for a while. But it only takes one. I think he could come back. I think he could. Ooh, let's look at the season totals. I know they weren't that good. Probably like 40 receptions. Oh, even worse than I thought. 22. (sighs) 22 receptions, 202 yards. And no touchdowns. No touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, no touchdowns. And then you got Dwayne Allen lurking in the background. That doesn't seem, that doesn't sound right. You got Dwayne Allen lurking in the background. That kind of hurt. That kind of hurt seeing that, bro. But to me, he is definitely a receiving tight end. (sighs) Maybe being with Ryan Fitzmagic slash Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe could give him some good opportunities and some stretches down the field, maybe. That at all wouldn't be surprising. 
I ain't gonna give up on them though. I'ma always have my eye on them. You know how when you uh you can put people uh on your watch list, like he's gonna be on my watch list. Like I'm drafting the kid, or well I ain't drafting him, but I'm keeping keeping a close eye on the young boy. I'm keeping an eye on the young bull. T.J. Hawkinson, Cameron Brandt. I think he actually has high value than some of these people here at the bottom. I think if you were going to pair, if you were going to put top tight ends, those probably should have been a little closer together as well. T.J. Hawkinson, I'm just liking his game. Penn State, right? Let's see. T.J. Hawkinson. Oh, no, it's Iowa, right? Yeah, Iowa. Let's just look at some highlights here. Let's see if we can find a good, decent amount. Let's just see what we got from this kid. Got 39. Oh! That was 60. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Noah kid was drafted with them, right? They both played on Iowa. You right. The Noah Frank kid. He caught that. Yeah, the no yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, he's got good hands though. He got good hands though. Ooh, he big too. He fast too. Hold on, let me see these highlights. We just gonna look at these two highlights and then we're gonna wrap it up, people. I'm sorry. We're going to skip these ads, though. Okay, let's see what we got. Can we get... Oh, that was a good over-the-back catch. Oh, by himself. 40. Oh, he hurdled. He hurdled him. He's done this a couple times this season. And you can tell people are so excited about his upside and his future. Ooh. I can see him being a superstar, though, for sure. He went, what, number seven overall in the draft? 
Yeah, he did. He did burn him. You're right about that. Oh. Oh. Big body, too. I like that. We all know I like that. Okay, let's see. Hurdle. Oh, he's a hurdler. I respect it, though. Oh, he's got the burner, too. He's a burner. By himself. And we just going to outrun the safety in the DB. That was good. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Oh, please. Oh, I wanted him to get that touchdown. He's a big, he get, man, he's good. Boom. He catches balls under good pressure, too. Like, he catches it through hands. That's, that's really great nose for the ball. Okay. He taking direct snaps, too. He's just by himself sometimes. Oh. Oh, man. Mm. I can see him being a superstar, though, for sure. He's fast, too. He is so fast. He's, like, beating these defenders. Hey. Hey. Uh. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Noah. Noah. Look up. Noah. Look up. Noah. All righty, let's see. Let's see here. Best receiving tight end in the draft. I think both of these receivers went in the first round this year. Two hundred fifty pounds, six four. I like that. I don't think he can catch the the deep ball. Okay, I'm wrong. 
okay. He's like an oversized wide receiver. Okay, he can catch the deep ball. I'm sorry. France. Noah France. That was good. Oh. 10, 30, 40. Does he have the burner? Yes, he has the burner, everybody. Okay, I'm liking these duos. Uh-huh. That was really good, honestly. Oh, he can catch the deep ball. Yeah, he can he can catch the deep ball. I, I don't know why I thought he did couldn't. Ooh, all by himself too, and you can freaking outrun the safety. I love it. Oh, he fighting for that one, boy. Oh, we going to run him over, though. He, man, he gets wide open. Doesn't really remind me. He's like his own. Oh, I don't know why I didn't think he could catch the deep ball. He's caught more balls than TJ Hawkinson. Please burn him. Please, brother. Please outrun him. Oh, man. That was still good, though. Uh-oh, he's lining up in the backfield. Oh. Did he catch it with one hand? Okay, I thought he caught it with one hand out here. Think I've seen enough, everybody. Uh, Noah Fan is number 22 here. Uh, him be, oh, damn. His value, uh, gets hurt from freaking being on Denver, though, for sure. A lot of question marks there, but it's okay. We don't have to figure it all out right now. We just have to get it figured out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess that's enough of the TEs for now. We'll try to fit it all together.
Alrighty, as you all know, I started off a new job a few months ago, and I had a gentleman named Damon uh, come through. We talked a lot about fantasy, kind of surprised me. I thought I was in the big leagues, but this gentleman here is in the big leagues of fantasy football. He told me it was like, I think like $200 buy-in, and every week you lose, you have you owe $25 to the league <laughs> so if you are one of those teams who had high hopes and don't win any games you're paying a lot of money as far as this league uh but i just wanted to give him a shout out at man basics uh wasn't able to try any of his products just yet he does a lot of uh uh mail bombs beard bombs uh Waxes, I believe, and oils for your beers, washes out here in the spring area or really the woodlands. Uh, Mr. Damon is uh, kind of a crafty man, uh, like his style. He's got very, very, I feel like he could take my mustache game to the next level. So just a shout out to him, everybody in man or anybody who wants to try out man basics. Just let me know. I get you in contact with him, and maybe we can get your beard and your mustache up to date as well. As far as everything else, uh, remember the season is coming up pretty close. If you are new to fantasy football, and uh, you or or if you're not so new but you still want a chance to win money, <laughs> you know, hopefully I have instilled trust in you to be the one to help you win that prize money at the end of the season i still have my fiverr account open uh it's getting pretty close you guys by next month i'll probably be doing a lot of or probably yeah within the next week or two I'll start doing a ton of mock drafts i'll probably do like at least three a day on one on each platform as far as yahoo espn and uh okay maybe just yahoo and espn I'll be doing a ton of mock drafts for the next few for the next few weeks. And we'll definitely dive into that. Next week we also have a special guest on the show. Kelsey Kid Kells 21, the champion of one of my leagues. He's gonna come and talk to us about fantasy football and the Redskins. So you ladies and gentlemen, get prepared for that. That one should be a good one there, you young buckaroos. That should be a good one there. But like I said, hit up my Fiverr. I uh, got services where I could draft for you and play throughout the league or throughout the weeks for you. And I promise you that I will give it 100% everything that I'm doing as far as strategies and things on my other leagues that belong to me. I promise that I will do the same for this league. And what makes it even better, you just pay for the service and you don't have to worry about tipping me or giving me extra money at the end of the year just as all you i mean you know i ain't gonna act like i ain't a bartender or a server and i don't accept cash offerings <laughs> or tips at that but i will say it's not necessary i promise you i'll do it just for the fun just for for the bragging rights and hopefully that you will spread the word and get your other non-playing fantasy football friends to join next year as well would be all good enough for me, especially the bragging rights. But uh, uh, 
you know, I could either draft your team and run it all season for you for about 35 bucks, 25 bucks. Uh, I'll draft the team for you and you could just join my um, conversation, my, uh, I call it the Oracle's guided guidelines or guidance or something like that. Where you join like a group chat, you can ask unlimited questions about your team, what you think, who's this position, this, this, and this, we did it, and it's kind of an open chat for everybody to kind of enjoy and get hype about fantasy football and their teams. Or if, you know, you got the drafting down, you can play yourself or whatever, then just join the conversation just for fun, man. 15 bucks, just one, one, it's not like a monthly thing. I'm not going to charge you 15 bucks a week. Even though that might be a, a, idea in the near future <laughs> but for now we just play for 15 you can join the chat ask any questions get any kind of advice make some friends in the process man and it'll be a great thing but you are listening to for fantasy purposes only the podcast of course i am the oracle I don't have my beard. Oh, well, I got a small beard. I got to shave, though, for work. But I got this magnificent mustache growing in the works. And trust me, it is magnificent. You ladies and gentlemen, you enjoy your week. Hopefully we have that content, content, content coming in. I'm sorry I've been taking so long in doing it. You got these two jobs, man. It ain't hard trying to fit in your your primary job when you got two part-time jobs. Wink, wink. <laughs> like I said, baby, we still out here hustling, man. Just because we living out here in the Woodlands, Texas, don't mean we out here living in the Woodlands, Texas, baby. The kids still got to get fed, bills still got to get paid, man. But it really takes all of you out there who at least play prey and press play and listen to five seconds or whatever and you know you might hear me say something and be like oh he's a complete idiot and never listen again but i just am thankful for the opportunity for everybody out there criticism the you know uh comments the feedback i just appreciate all of it i wish we could just talk football all day long or fantasy football anyway so if you guys just want to talk fantasy football, just hit me up. If you want to come on the show and talk fantasy football, just come on the show. You're more than welcome. Everybody's welcome. Let's sit in the closet. Let's sit in this hot closet together and let's talk fantasy football. I would love it. I would love it. But till then, this is the Oracle, a.k.a. The Stash, a.k.a. Monday Night Comeback King, a.k.a. Fantasy Jedi Master, a.k.a. <laughs> Greatest of all time. <laughs> nah, I haven't earned that right yet, but I'm gonna earn it. It's on the way. This is for fantasy pot, uh, for fantasy only pot, for fantasy purposes only podcast, and I'll see you guys next week.